and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2-8. It was just a 2 eight. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you Are we kissing every stuff, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes I to have. FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's not. It looks like a heron shat all over it. So you guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, all right? You gotta understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 146 of the Battle Herons podcast special post-game uh, reaction show to our, our draw. We drew. We drew. I mean, we predicted it, but I, I don't know. I didn't feel like that was happening as I was watching the game. Uh, but before I keep going, KBD, how are you doing, sir? And you are on mute, sir. My goodness. I'm just super happy that this guy, Pooch, and uh, what's this guy? The Pooch. guy that scored the goal. Yeah, Pooch and Jovalich. I'm just happy that they weren't able to walk away with a win. Because did you see how gassed they were after they scored the goal? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, so pissed. Oh my god, I was so yeah, pissed. I know, but so they pissed. scored. It's the first, the first game of the season for them. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 that that didn't annoy me because I mean, it annoyed me, but you kind of expect it. Uh, but there's a lot to get to, man, because this game wasn't def definitely not a great performance, but a decent result, right? We, I think we, no, did you predict a win? I predicted a draw. I thought it would be a two-two draw. We ended up going one-one, but I thought, I mean, a short week, right? Because we played just on Wednesday. This yeah. is their first game of the season. Traveling across country, I figured you get a draw. You're happy. You can come out there with a result with a point. And we got it. Now it's just, I mean, we're going to cover the whole situation because obviously it definitely wasn't the, the smoothest of performances, uh, oh. especially that first half. But, um, but let's get into it. Um, let's start with uh, the starting lineup. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the good thing about the starting lineup, and for those of you that are listening on, on audio, you're going to not see what we're talking about. But we put up the starting lineup. You had Taylor on the Taylor on the left wing, Messi on the right wing, Suarez at the top, Gomez left mid, Gressel right mid, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. I have no idea what position he was really playing. Busquets in the middle, Alba playing left back, Yedlin playing right back, and Christoph and Aviles are only defenders at all. And then Calendar. Well, and Yedlin. Yedlin was playing pretty good defense. But that I'll, I'll keep with my opinions as we go through the show. All right. So what did you think about the first – well, the, be, the first 30 minutes of the first half? Because I think we should break it down by thirds. The first 30 minutes of the first half. Well, the first 30 minutes – the first 30 minutes, I think that that's when LA Galaxy really – we're, we're like pushing all throttles, just putting so much pressure on our team. And I don't know, man. We looked really kerfuffled. Is that a word, guys? I don't think so. Kerfuffled? Go I've wrong with it. But yeah, we looked pretty kerfuffled. I mean, this is this is the comment right here by Stancy. Mm -hmm. I am a boosty too. That is the one worry that, that really kind of killed me in this game because he just didn't look right. 
And if he didn't look right and we're using him as a CDM, I don't know. It, it just felt really, really, really scary. Well, I, I think um, we th- we said expect this all season, right? Because any smart manager, if you're playing against Inter Miami, you're going to press high and you're going to force us into turnovers. Because let's be real. When a team plays that high, like we do, uh, you're, you're worried about getting beat on the counter. Yeah. But, like, we don't cause that threat the other way. Like, nobody's worried about us beating them on the counter. So they could press us all day. And in reality, I felt like, was it Pooch that was kind of, he was manning Busquets everywhere he went the first 30 minutes. Absolutely. It almost, That's like, like, it to, give, like. to give you a basketball analogy, it looked like a box in one. Yeah. For those of you, yeah. for those of you that watch basketball, if you're playing basketball, there's five players on a team, and if there's just one guy that you worry about, you just play zone defense, and then you get one person to man to man that one good player. Mm-hmm. That's called boxing one in basketball. It felt like that's what they were doing. It's like, all right, let's press, and when we don't press, we drop back a little bit. But Pooch is on Busquets all the time. He was he was making it very difficult for Busquets to connect the back line to the front line, which is what he was doing so well when he first got here last year. And that's going to be the constant issue, is that we don't have Busquets available to do that because everybody is manning Busquets. And we're going to get into his his subpar play also. But just the fact that they're making it more difficult for him is making him look even worse than he's already kind of doing himself. Well, and I want to mention this by Tony Axe here because, I mean, you guys are flooding the comments, man. Thank you guys. So much yeah, for kicking in with it. us. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Axe is mentioning this guy paints still. I mean, this guy is a fucking, he's a monster. Like, yeah. this guy started playing, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm very scared of this guy. And shout out to Joe Kerr all the way from Bel Air. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you one thing. And I know we're, we're going to go, like, we're going to go in order. But I will tell you that if this kid, Gabriel Peck, the DP that they just signed, I believe, from Brazil, yeah, if he plays all 90 minutes, Mm-hmm. On one side, and pencil or pencil, however you pronounce it, is on the other side. The whole game, That's I don't think map. we win because the speed and the danger that those guys bring into the final third, especially on the counter, I don't think we could have handled that if they were both been playing all game long with Pooch up the middle like that. That's gonna be they they got a squad and they got an offense with those guys up to, up front. But um, all right, so first thirty minutes definitely was worrisome. Uh, I guess let's address it now. So what are you thinking about Busquets? Because Busquets is turning the ball over a lot more than I'm used to and than I would expect. And and that's, like you said, worrisome. Well, I mean, that's the – look, everybody's sort of pointing to the injury that he suffered in the preseason, which Ooh, that's kind of worrisome. That. Nobody's well, no, there that. was a couple – no, no. I, I I just saw a couple a couple things in the chat right here. Sorry, the chat is people, going so fast, it's hard for me to yeah, keep up. Yeah, people were mentioning the injury to the in the preseason by Busquets. You know, you can, I guess, uh, accommodate it to that. I mean, I don't know. He just doesn't look right. And people are saying he's got kickstands for legs, slow defense by me. Um, I mean, it could be a number of things, but it just doesn't seem like he's all there. Well, I mean, mm -hmm, yeah, I I don't know if this Redondo kid, because now we can officially talk about him. Yes, we can officially talk about it. Finally signed, pen to paper. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if what this kid's going to bring, but... Hopefully he could bring better than what Gressel's bringing because I have no idea what this kid Gressel does. Absolutely. Okay, so Gressel, I don't even think there's too much to say about him. He just hasn't I, performed well at all. Like I, I don't think once Redondo gets there, 
I think Russell is the person that loses their spot. Now, I don't know if you agree, but I think that that's who – like this starting 11 stays basically the same, but instead of Russell, I think it's Redondo. I think that's what changes when uh, when Redondo gets on the I squad. think that that's what we need to change – and, and Anthony, Anthony Garcia is mentioning Redondo will help Busi massively. Listen, Juan, I don't agree with your statement here telling us to get Yedlin off this team. For those of you that uh, watched the game, like Yedlin played good defense. He headed away like three, four almost close opportunities. He did misread a header really badly also, though, in the second half. He did. He did. Look, I mean, this but I think there was perfect. no, no, you know what? Everybody's killing Yedlin now that I'm uh, looking at the chat. Uh, I thought he did more good than bad. Am I going to yes. say that he looked great? No, but he did do more good than bad. And I will tell you that in the first I half, it didn't her. seem like Yedlin and Alba were – well, I mean, I, I, I usually listen to the games in Spanish, but today I was listening to it in English because everybody was killing Taylor Twoman so much about the RSL game that I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this in English because I want to hear Taylor Twoman. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he was calling he's it how he saw it. No, and, and then he was saying it, right? I, I had noticed, but he pointed it out in the second half when it changed that Alba and Yedlin were not pushing up very much. But then again, they didn't have opportunities to. Yeah. Because although we won possession in the first half, the Galaxy were just dominating because we were just kicking the ball back and forth, kicking it back to the keeper, back to the center backs until we eventually lost the possession and we just never had any chances to, to push up. Well, so, I mean, so I guess just to wrap up the starting lineup, Danny, so did you like the starting lineup? Is it good that we repeated it? Good evening to Lucas and supercalifragilistic. What's up? I would have preferred to see David Ruiz in, instead of Gressel. I was hoping, and I get it, right? They, they won. Equipo que gana no se toca. I get it. But I would have preferred to see Noah Allen instead of Christoph. And, um, but other than that, I'm okay with the, with the starting 11. So, um, well, and Diley B is mentioning that Taylor, Taylor Twelman took it easy because he got slammed up, on Tariq? social media. Uh, Tariq, look, Tariq joining us after work like usual. Appreciate you. Yes. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, I guess a lot of people went after him on social media. I don't think that he is so Haiti, Miami as every, I think he's very critical. And I think, honestly, that a lot of people that hate on Miami, they're going to get people to view. So I'm good with that. You know, look, uh, Galaxy, they played pretty good against us today. So Pretty good. You know, they, 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 yeah, yeah. I, they dominated that game, in my opinion. And Tariq yeah. said, red flags everywhere. Galaxy had 23 shots on, on goal, nine on target. Now, we're, we're just talking about the first half right now, Tariq. But I will tell you that I was looking, and just in the first half, it was 12 shots, three on goal. Yes. But they were they were creating opportunities. Even when they didn't get shots off, they were creating opportunities. So th they were dominating for the most part. But they dominated the first 30 minutes. You can't press heavy for 90 minutes. Yes. The last 15 minutes, I felt like, and it was when Messi and Suarez started getting into it, one of the Galaxy players. I like mm. spicy Messi. Oh, when yeah. I start seeing him do this, and you see that he's talking shit to somebody. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this, this I love spicy Messi. That's the Messi I expect to see against Orlando like last year. Um, but then things kind of changed those last 15 minutes. We started getting possession more, pushing the ball, finding more opportunities, more space. Um, so I did 
think that we looked a little better the, for the last 15 minutes. But even then, those last 15 minutes, the Galaxy would still find opportunities on the counter and still find opportunities to, to get into their own final third. So all in all, I think that, well, let's talk about the penalty kick. First of yeah. all, Busquets, look, playing that high line, we've said it time and time again, and I almost get tired of saying it. I think that it's stupid to say it because like, it, it's so repetitive that I feel like I'm, I'm not even being original. But it's true. Mm -hmm. Playing this high line, it just it just doesn't work for us. Like when you have Busquets retreating, first of all, he's slow. Second of all, defending as you're retreating against somebody as fast. I forgot who it was actually. I don't think it was Spencer, was it? No, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe it to be no. So whoever it was, Busquets doesn't have the speed to defend while he's retreating, and you got him. Doing that, and then he pulls down the, the offensive player. It's a penalty, clear penalty. Like there's no arguing it. He literally grabbed them by the by the shoulder. And T and TX TXNY is just mentioning, yo, that ref. That's gonna refs. be a whole segment by itself in a little bit. All the refs. All because the refs. the refs were straight up in Alpha's words, bobos. I mean, they're replacement refs, those right? So they get a pass, no? They've never officiated MLS professional games. I mean, they were awful. They were awful. Like, how many whistles? I wrote in my notes, there was like seven whistles in the first three seconds. And, and Tariq, Tariq yeah, said the first half was awful. They started getting better when the wingbacks started playing higher up. Once Jordi Alba started getting involved in the second half, that things definitely changed. Yes. But in that first half, Drake Callender saved our ass. Yes, he did. That, that penalty block, like when he blocked that penalty, I convinced myself that the game was about to change. It didn't. Yes. But I yeah. thought that it was because the energy that something like that brings to the team is is, is wild. But John, good. No, no, no. You were gonna mention. Keep going. I was gonna I, say I we, we should have been down. We should have been gone into the half down at least two zero, and we somehow managed to go ahead and stay zero zero going into the half. And Jonathan Lacey is mentioning thankful for the tie. Last year, we couldn't get a tie for our life, which cost us the playoffs. Listen, I agree with you, Jonathan, because this is the one thing where a lot of us look. We were we were really looking at it like ah we're gonna walk away with a one zero loss from that at this point, but for us to walk away with a tie in an away game against LA Galaxy playing on like that on all cylinders, like you know, come on, I'll take that. I I agree. I'll, I'll take that also, but I mean, first half going zero zero, and then uh, the the comment that you put up about thank you for getting a draw. That's true. We were mm -hmm. the only team that didn't draw until like, what was it? It was like our 15th game. It was like sometime in June or July. Like we literally had no draws. It was either a win or more than not a loss. So yeah. um, I, I, it's nice. We got to draw. I feel like when you go on a road into against a tough team, you go ahead and you come away with a point. It, it's it's not as good as a win, but it's much better than a loss. I'll tell you that. I feel much better. I was I was not looking forward to doing this show after that loss. No, and no way. after and after we got the draw, I started feeling a little better. And and Justin Blair's kind of agreeing, but uh, doubling down. Thanks thanks for the support, Justin. You're you're the freaking best. Breaking news: Last year's refs suck too. Yeah, well, I mean. When do, when do people not complain about the refs, though? Like that, that was always my point when I found out about the replacement refs. I was like, you're going to complain about them one way or another. If you would, if, if, if somehow, right? I know that with the internet now, it's impossible. Yeah. But if somehow 
the refs would have gone on strike. <laughs> and then we would have had these replacement refs just thrown into the season and nobody knew that they were replacement refs. Would anybody be saying anything different? No, you still complain about the same thing. You just assume that these are the regular refs because that's what always happens. Like, it, it, I don't think it was that big a deal. And and Mike V is chiming in. Worst part of the game was the lame-ass DJ at halftime with Stevie Aoki. I stepped out during the halftime, and I came back, and I'm like, okay, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, we should be in. And there's just this guy playing, like, EDM music. Like, what are we doing? No, I'm not going to poop on anybody. Um Doing their job, Mike V. I mean, no. I mean, like, come on. I thought, you know. Uh, even though I, I'm assuming he's a celebrity, so it's not a big deal. But um, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I, they, all, they all sound the same to me. All those DJs that play that type of music, they all sound the same to me. So I couldn't that, tell you if he was good or bad. But that's the thing. With a halftime show, you expect like a band or like a rapper or something, and you get a DJ playing like it, off of a turntable. It's, it's not even a turntable. It's a computer with two screens. He just presses buttons. But that's how it is nowadays. Song. I mean, I guess. Just, you know, be better. I don't even know who that is. But, you know, did you notice that Steve Aoki has been our, our trainer for, like, the last four years? I don't know if anybody's ever seen him run onto the pitch. We got Steve, Steve Aoki. That's the name? Steve Aoki. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Steve yeah. Aoki the, is our yeah, trainer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's our trainer. He's the one that if somebody gets injured, go ahead. And we got Steve Aoki. Go ahead and attending to them. Anyway, yeah, and um, Rohan is super disrespectful out here in these streets, Rohan. Guys, 50 <laughs> likes. We got 320 people watching. Come on, uh, scroll up real quick and just thumbs it up real quick. You know, and Soccer Daddy has an interesting comment because I was thinking the same thing. This is the second time, second time in the Messi era that we wear La Noche kits. We're yet to win wearing the La Noche kits. So... Uh, this is a comment I'd like to mention. Hammy, who who the hell is, who the F is going to rap in an LA Galaxy game? I think uh, maybe you bring out like Too Short. Bring out like, uh, I, mean, I, I would I bring know. out Too Short. I love Too Short. Super disrespectful music. And Rob Wise, thank you for the support, brother. You're the best. Shout out to Section 124. Suarez equals Solana opinion of soccer. <laughs> oh my God, really? And then the Solana shade. <laughs> Listen, so I, I I wanted to mention something that I wrote in the in my notes. Yeah, is Gressel. Gressel, I have no idea what fucking position this guy plays. Do you guys in the comments know what position he plays? He's a midfielder. He, I mean, I don't know. He's a free flowing midfielder. He 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 he's he. I don't know. He and doesn't stay on the right of, side. And a lot of people are calling for Suarez, right? Saying that he needs to, chill, uh, you know, that he needs to chill. They want people, the people want Campana to come in. So, I mean, I don't know about Gomez looking better than last year. I guess, I mean, obviously, little by little as you grow into it, but I don't know, man. I mean, Gomez had a ton of turnovers as well, and you guys are putting your faith into this Gomez kid. And Carlos Beltran, you want to know why our transition defense is bad? Thank you for the support, by the way, Carlos. Why is it bad? Because we have our left wing back and our right wing back throwing up to play offense. But that wasn't that wasn't the case today. Uh, In the first half, they weren't pushing up very high. That's why our offense suffered so much. Yeah. Like, uh, I, wh why is our our defense bad? Because we aren't a good count. Even though I felt like at some points. We were defending the counter pretty well. I felt like Kristoff, although he's slow, he got in position. He slowed them down, and he made them break up. Like It was like a counterattack, but that was constantly like paused. And they had to go ahead and, all right, so let's, let's try to build up this play inside the final third. Because 
for the most part, maybe in the second half it changed a little bit, but in the first half, I thought that they were doing a decent job. Now, once Alba started pushing up in the second yeah. half, we looked better offensively, but then the transi- the the transition of the counters were killing us even more. Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I thought that it was because the wing backs were pushing a little too high, and Sergei Kristoff was solid, but he's slow. So, Ooh, I appreciate that, Tariq. Guys, yeah, hit the like and subscribe it. if you haven't yeah. already. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought that our center backs, look, and Aviles, I mean, Aviles, he's one of our better center backs at this point. I was hoping that he'd play a little bit better. He also had a couple costly little moves, a little couple turnovers. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, thought, I thought considering, I thought our defense stood up pretty well to what LA, the, the Galaxy were doing. Uh-huh. Honestly, that's what I that's what I felt. I felt like they, they stood up pretty well because tactically we were just susceptible to the counter and I felt like we held up pretty decently. Um, they missed some great opportunities. Drake Callender had some great saves. And like I said, going into the half, 0-0, after that first half, I thought was was a win. I, that's how I looked at it. I thought it was a win. Well, again, second half, we go into it 0-0. We saw a lot of mistakes. They put a ton of pressure on us in the first half. Was there anything else that stood out to you in the first half that we were like, oh, we're kind of nervous, other than basically all the pressure that they put on us? Was there anything uh, that stood out to you to you, well, or look, anybody in the chat? Well, Phil Lab just said that the midfield is what let us down today. And I felt like that since last season. I, I remember when this offseason began back in December, and I was talking to everybody here in the chat. I was telling everybody, I don't think we need a center back, and I get it. That was before we lost Kamal Miller. But I felt like what we needed was to upgrade our midfield because we need players that can hold the ball and can contribute, not turn the ball over, and have ver- do uh, make vertical passes into the final third. Yeah. And I felt like we didn't have that consistently. We didn't have good quality there. Gregory isn't that guy, even though I like him defensively. Offensively, he's not that guy. He'll turn the ball over. Gomez last year was turning the ball over like crazy. Kremaki, towards the end of last season, unfortunately, he started well. But towards the end of the year, he was also turning the ball over a lot. So I felt like the midfield was the biggest um, detriment to our defense. Because, yes, our defense is slow. But it looks even worse when you're constantly having to defend the counter because you're constantly turning the ball over in the midfield. And that's what was happening today. We cannot get out of our own midfield because we were turning it over there and having to get back on defense. So uh, so to that comment, I agree. And to Dennis Lopez, the midfield is uh, – a disaster might be a bit much, but I, I definitely think it needs much improvement. Well, and Mitch, Mitch is mentioning Redondo changes his midfield immediately. I agree. I got to see this kid. I got to see this kid. I mean, I've seen like highlights, but like who doesn't look good in a highlight reel? And, and Rob is correct. I think that they did address the midfield because they brought in Gressel, but Gressel sucks. Like I thought Gressel, when I've seen Gressel at his best, it's been as a right wing back or a right wing, right? When he is able to work in that top, that, that space up on, on top, when Messi pushes in, and leaves that space open. He pushes into that space, crosses, all that other stuff. So I think that that's when Gressel's at his best. But in the midfield, to me, he's constantly turning the ball over. And like, what is he bringing us? And then somebody just asked. I'm sorry. The, the comments are going so fast. I missed it. But Freire was on the bench. Why didn't we give Freire an opportunity to play? Like, I, I, I thought Christoph did okay. 
Like he's not spectacular, but I thought he did okay. But I would like to see Freire. I know he's slow, but F it. Let's let's try it out. And Mr. Krabs, this is a great comment. According to Google, Gressel is a fullback. Yes, I have confirmed, Mr. Krabs, that he is a fullback. And Tariq is also mentioning he thinks the chemistry is not there yet. Once they build the chemistry, Miami will be fire. I agree. And once Elondo gets here, Tariq. Look, when I look at this 11, and I know we're going to get into the second half right now, but when you look at this 11, what, what's, the, what's the part that, that you dislike the most? Me, it's Gressel, and I think he's gone, not from the team, but he's, he's on the bench when Redondo gets here. That's one. And the other one would be, I would assume, Kristoff. And Kristoff, I, I would assume Freire is going to start over him. Or hell, I'd like to see Noah Allen. I know that we gave Noah Allen crap after the first preseason game. But I'm sorry, after that very first preseason game that he was a center back, I thought he improved every single game to the point where I, I want to see him start over Kristoff. I'm okay seeing Noah Allen start. Well, and look, uh, somebody in the, in the comments mentioned that we've been getting nothing but midfielders. Look, you guys got to understand something, that we have Ben Krem, who's injured. You mm -hmm. have Facundo Farias. Those are two players that at some point were supposed to make up like the nucleus of the midfield. So well, Farias reality, is more of a, a left winger up top, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you have you have Ben Krem and then we lost uh we lost Gregory, right? Gregory was some sort of a staple within the midfield. So there's a lot of adjustments and it goes back to the comment that Tariq made about people gelling and people getting getting together and, and trying to work together and play together. So and it's just a little crazy. Look, CJC is mentioning Faku getting injured, ruins our chances for moving the ball in the attacking midfield. It was so clear today. Listen, I wasn't a big, big fan of Faku, but I do see the skill that he has and that he possesses. Of course, he would be an immense help. And and other people think too. You know what's one thing that, and I get, I understand why he did it. Yeah. But when, when Inter Miami was having a hard time beating that press and getting the ball into the final third or even into the midfield, I started seeing Messi track back all the way back there to contribute on some of those buildups. Yeah. And that's when you know things are getting bad when he's getting all the way back there to build, help with those buildups. Yes. All right. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just spaced out a second. Um, oh, Luis Suarez. Just before we get into the second half, let's talk about Luis Suarez a bit, and then we'll get into the second half. Yeah. What did you think about Luis Suarez? I mean, I thought Luis Suarez just wasn't play. I mean, not that he wasn't placed, but I think that he just didn't have great opportunity i think he had one good opportunity but that was an offsides play obviously other than that i don't know if maybe he didn't find himself in great spaces or if he wasn't given the ball in great spaces i don't know it's a very weird thing when i watch luis suarez play the difficult thing what's difficult for me with luis suarez is that i don't want to give i don't want to give up on him but i don't want to judge him too quickly Again, in Brazil, he took a while to get going. So I, I, I believe that he can get it going. But at the same token, when people were on here and they're like, oh, I can't wait for the Luis Suarez jersey to go on sale, I was telling everybody, why? Like, not that I wouldn't say go get it, because, but I was like, wait, like, just wait a second to see how yeah. he does. Because I was always hesitant, and to, I'm still hesitant. I still believe he can be the Luis Suarez we want him to be, even at his age. But I need to see it first. And everybody was kind of like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
and I still think it can happen. I'm still expecting it to happen, but I, I would hold the horses with, with, you know, with one expecting it to happen or two killing him. Cause it hasn't happened yet. Well, and before I get, I kind of give you the comment that I wanted to give you in terms of where Luis Suarez switch, shout out to Tariq, man, big ups to you for the $20. Uh, you know, I appreciate it with the slam. super slam right here. <laughs> Gotta go fellas. Can't wait to finish this later. Salute to you, Tariq. Much appreciated. appreciate Thank it. you so much for the support. And guys, for those of you that are watching or listening, guys, you can be able to just, you know, hang out with us in the chat. Thank you so much, guys. Like and subscribe. Do what you got to do. We're here to have a freaking right. blast. Yeah. And, for, and also, if you haven't already, like and subscribe. Uh, I don't even know how to say this name. So I'm just going to read your comment. I, I do have faith. Paxton Vox. Maybe. Uh he uh he believes that he will pop off soon i i hope so i'm just i need to see it today he i thought that against Ral Salt lake he was making good runs right like he was doing a lot when we yeah. were in that final third because today we barely ever got to the final third when he was in the game like he didn't contribute anything and then when he was making a few runs they looked painful there were a couple balls that he just couldn't get to. There was yeah. a beautiful, was it Gressel or, or Alba? It was on the left side, so I'm assuming it was uh, Alba. Yeah. But it, it was a, a nice ball that kind of just curved right in front of Suarez, but he just couldn't catch up to it. Yes. And it's like, yes. and, it, and it's rough to watch because, man, it, it uh, father time gets to eventually, but I really hope that he's got one more season left in him. Well, and Rob Weiss is chiming in saying that he looks like a, like watching soccer in slow-mo. And Tariq, listen, I, it's all joking. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys can spell it with a C or a K as long as it's not with a CH. So I'll forgive you, Tariq, just for this one. <laughs> all right. oh, and Suarez yes. does run like he's tripping over himself. That all I can right. agree with. Right, you can yeah, I mean. That. Yeah, CJC saying that he literally tripped over himself when he had the chance after the ball rolled off the goalie. It was, it was outside, an offside. Like I yes. Yes. yes, but he it, it he did he looked like he tripped right before he hit the ball, and that was the play where I was like, and I know that one play alone shouldn't be cause for like, oh my god, he is losing it. But I saw that play, and I was like, if that wasn't offside, people would be killing him a lot more for that because that was bad the way he just tripped. Uh, Rob Wise with the best two dollars he's ever spent in his whole life. Suarez plays like he has the runs. That is uh, exactly I that, could, that is the, he does look like he. Runs he looks like way. he's got to take a crap every time he runs. Yeah. Every All right. So time. let's get into the second half. Second half. Everybody always says, "Oh, that is a horrible manager. He's a horrible. He doesn't do anything." Well, I will tell you one thing that he did in the second half. <laughs> we went from not having our fullbacks push up. So all uh -huh. of a sudden, our offense was Jordi Alba up the left side. Yeah, that was, was our team. offense to start the second half. And, I mean, say what you want, but I think that that's tactical. I would assume that that was a tactical move. And it looked like it worked because I think it was like the first two minutes or so, we almost scored immediately when the second half started. Jordi Alba was the difference maker. And I think we suffered off, uh, defensively because of that. Because yeah. all of a sudden, that, that left side, our left side, was wide open, and then obviously we eventually paid for that. But offensively, things picked up once we started pushing up the left side with Jordi Alba. 
Well, and not only when we started pushing up with Jordi Alba, because if you, I don't know if you noticed, but Yedlin was also pushing up pretty heavily as well. So he was pushing up. I mean, all of our wingbacks were pushing up. Like I said, uh, towards the end of the game, it was literally just Kristoff and, and, and Aviles pl playing back their defense. And then I don't know if you picked this up also, but like David Ruiz but Die Diego would Gomez come back. Dropping back. Yeah, but and Diego Gomez also was dropping back further once yeah. Jordi Alba started pushing up, yes. which is which is when you start seeing Robert Taylor disappearing also when he starts pushing, uh, filling in the, the space behind them. And uh, this is why the CCC is going to be too much. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's possible. I mean, the CCC, I mean, luckily, the CCC's first game is against an MLS team, which is against Nashville. I mean, not, wait, let me take that back. Nashville beat Mocha 3-0 this past week. They play again on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. And if they're able to hold on to Ali, which they usually they should, right? Because they play that low block. They basically yeah. park the bus. So I don't think that this other team is going to score three on them. So it should be us against Nashville starting March 6th, I believe. And that will be our, our opponents. So it's an MLS side. Uh, it's a very defensive MLS side. So I... Nashville isn't the high press type of team. Will they do it? They might. They might. But for the most part, they they play that low block. And if they do that, all we need is a little messy magic, which is what happened in the Leeds Cup final last year. So um, I think that at least against Nashville, we, we might be okay. I have a question, and I want to pose this to you and to the oh. chat. Because, oh. Jay, what happened? No, I'm sorry. Everybody's saying that Nashville didn't win 3-0. Okay. Jay Vasquez is mentioning, need to find out what Alba was yelling at Coach Tata about. I'd love to know. I'd love to be a fly on the wall or a fly in the air for that. And, uh, and I just looked it up. Nashville did beat them 3-0. Yeah. And Dennis Lopez is mentioning Tata is lost. Alba wanted to kick him. Now, run with me on this, on this, on this little tangent here. But All right. Since Jordi Alba's getting this like close proximity relationship with Noah Allen, maybe he wanted Noah Allen to come into the game no. to supplement him on defense. So he stops no. playing so much defense. No, am I just am I like aluminum foiling it too much? Yeah, I don't think that's what it is, but I do think that it might have had something to do with maybe he was telling Jordi Alba to not push up so high. And 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 I think Jordi Alba was like, What we got nothing else going on. I, I want everybody to just chime in into the chat. I want 369 answers right now. I don't know what you see on Yedlin. Sorry, guys. Good or bad right now? Yedlin, good or bad? I need to see this flood with good or bad. I need this I, opinion okay. as we speak. And, and, and I'm just going to say real quick, more good than bad. I don't okay. think he was perfect. He had his bad moments. But to me, like, and everybody's saying terrible, bad. I, I think it was more good than bad. We got a couple people that say good. I think it was more good than bad. And Osvaldo, I'm not sure when you joined, uh, but we did just talk about Suarez and we talked about the midfield issues. But just to address it one more time, Suarez, we're not giving up on him, but he has not looked good. Today he didn't look good because he can't get back on defense because he's slow. And the ball was barely in the final third. So Messi was coming back to look for the ball, but Suarez was basically non-existent until the ball got there. And the few opportunities that he did have, I mean, he tripped over himself when he had an opportunity. Ended up being offsides, but he definitely – this was definitely not a good showing for him. And and wait, keep the comment back up because okay, – Okay, my fault. Uh, uh, no, it's good. Osvaldo, the thing is, I thought he played better in the first game. 
than he did for sure in this game today. I don't know. Like I said, maybe he just couldn't find the spaces. One of the things that they mentioned in the commentary is uh, they were very compact on their defensive side for LA Galaxy, so maybe that didn't help. I think that he's going to find his stride. I think he's going to be good. And then Hydro Wilson said he's waiting for Redondo to replace the slow Busquets. I, I think that Redondo is going to replace Gresso. And I think that that's a positive because I think Busi can now play a little more forward. And Redondo is going to take that responsibility of being that outlet for the center backs. Because today, he couldn't be that outlet because you had Pooch all over him. Like we gave that box of one example earlier in the show. Yeah. Pooch was he was shadowing him everywhere he went. So he had no opportunity to be an outlet, which is where he needs to be. And and CJC is saying that Nashville is going to play Harum ball and park the bus and kick the ball down the field to supersonic Hanny in transition. Oh, that is going to be gross. It's going to be awful. And fireworks oh. are going to be going all over the place. Yeah, but uh, isn't Haney Mukhtar injured? Uh, I think he's dinged. Listen, I can't wait to go back. I'm going to literally count, count all the goods and bads because there's a mix. And if there's a mix, then he did pretty decent. So There's somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, and Annie X is mentioning mid. All of you that said mid, you guys are on the money. I'll take yeah. mid. I'll yeah. take mid. I'll take mid. Maybe a little better than mid, like a six and a half. All right. So now let, let, let's get to that goal that the Galaxy scored. Yes. Drake, again, they were outnumbered. I think it was like they had four. We had three defenders. I think Drake did a great job stopping that initial shot. The frustrating part is that there was a, Nobody a cross. Up. No, yeah. Yeah, somebody rebounded the ball, and everybody started ball watching. It's like they saw that Drake made the initial block, and I don't know if they thought that the play was over yeah. because you see Kristoff and Avila is just watching the Galaxy players continue to attack oh, the brutal. goal area, and it was it was a tap-in. It was, it was such an easy tap-in that it was almost offside. Because there was nobody around when yeah. he did that cross. To the point where it's like, I think that's offside. And until they showed the replay, I was like, there it might be offside because they were just ball watching. It was it yes. was disgusting the effort that the defenders put in there. So although I said, yeah, maybe they they the defense wasn't as bad as it could have been. I think they held their own. I have to say that play right there was disgusting. Like that's that like that's the type of play where like you you got to take off Kristoff and Avilis just for ball watching, just yeah. as an example. Like, dude, you can't do that shit on our team. Get the fuck off the field because Bring, that was embarrassing. Bring in Sailor and Noah Allen. I mean, Osvaldo's mentioning here in the chat, Gressel is out. Redondo can't wait. Listen, you're not the only one that can't wait for Redondo. Everybody is just awaiting for Redondo. Thank you for the support, Osvaldo. Much appreciated. Uh, and Esteban Dito's asking if it was an off. I don't know. It was an offside. When 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 the the, the pass initially happened, he was still. Onside, he's he still onside, Correct. but he was still he was a little so behind. Wide, he was so wide open that it, it kind of caused doubt in my mind. I was like, he might be offside because when they showed the different angle from behind the goal, you just see Kristoff yeah. just there, just just walking. And I'm like, what the? What, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Nice. Somebody uh said, uh, Danny, you are underestimating the love that Tata has for Gressel. I agree. I think Tata Could does be. does rate Gressel very highly. And it's worrisome like you said. because, I mean, you, you really want 
you want, you want your best players to be on the pitch. And I mean, I've always said Tata's forgotten more football than I've ever learned. But sometimes I feel like, but damn, like you're just being stubborn here because I don't see anything positive. And I can't, it, it can't be that I'm the only one that's saying it because everybody's saying it. So it's, I don't know what's going on, but I won't believe it until I see it that Redondo doesn't replace Gressel. Now, if you tell me that Redondo replaces Gressel, but then Gressel go ahead and gets the right back starting position, yeah. that's a different story. Maybe that happens. Now, what did you think about the substitutions, right? The first pair of substitutions was Campana coming in and then Taylor was taken off for Ruiz. So Ruiz came in for Taylor, not for Gressel, for Taylor. What did you think uh, about that? And not for Gomez either. Well, Taylor really wasn't doing too much today. Yeah, he I, wasn't I, as I, effective. Right. I think that... We've seen Gomez play the left wing more often. And I think David Ruiz had, had fresher legs to help defend. And if you notice, towards the end of the game, when David Ruiz came in, he was almost acting like that third center back. He was, he, yeah. was the, he was playing the CDM role. He was right in front of the center backs. He was that, that help defender. And I think that he brought in good energy. And when you see him possess the ball up top in the final third, he does a great job of keeping the ball. Yes, he so does. Yeah. I, I like David Ruiz. I think he should be a sub every game. He should he should get minutes every single game. Well, I think if there's anybody that's been showing the most growth out of all the young guns, out of all the homegrowns, it's David Ruiz. Far and away, far and away, David Ruiz has shown more growth out of all the homegrowns than anybody else. And maybe because we're just lending it to him because at this point, Ben Krem is injured. Maybe Ben Krem would have taken it a little bit. But even when Ben Krem and David Ruiz were playing together, David Ruiz was still kind of gradually growing better and better as a player, showing more skill, better with the ball, better with his passing. He's still aggressive. Like, I can't wait to see this kid after this year. I can't wait. Because then he's going to for sure just wipe off Diego Gomez out of my mind. Did you think Diego Gomez had a bad game? I didn't think he had a great game. I just don't like... I don't think, well, I don't well like to be him. fair, nobody on our team had a great game. I just think that he's just so highly touted. Like, I have higher expectations for Diego Gomez. I wrote down some notes here. Said, Gomez had a fast break, and you can see he shit his pants. He is fucking shook. No, I think he's trying not to be selfish, which I think he should be selfish when he has the opportunity to be selfish. Listen. But when you're playing next to Messi and Suarez, I'm sure that a little part of you is like, I got to make sure that I, I make sure I lay this off for one of them. And th th he's eventually going to get the hang of this. It's not an easy thing to do when you're, when you're the guy in Paraguay and all of a sudden you come here and then you got to be like, I got to make sure that I'm not you know, doing something selfish when I got these guys next to me. I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to shit on Gomez. I, I don't think that he had the best of games. But then again, I name me somebody who had a great game outside of Drake calendar. Well, I think Gomez and, and Anthony is saying Gomez is more of a second striker than a midfielder. I mean, I don't no, know what to do with so. that. I don't know what to do with that. I don't think he's a I, striker. I so. But I think, I think that if he had a little bit more of like this offensive intensity, like if that was Robert Taylor he would have just like kicked it to the right and it's off to the races. Boom. He's trying to hit the top right corner. No, well, when Jordi Alba finally started pushing the ball up on the left side, which appreciated 
you started seeing him and Messi connecting with those yeah. low crosses. And it, it, it looks like when, when Jordi Alba is pushing the ball up the left side, yeah. Messi is like a magnet. And, it, and it's almost like he waits at the top of the box, but he knows when to make the run into that space. And Jordi Alba knows when to deliver the ball into that space. And it feels like it's almost like a one-two punch, like pass, one-touch shot, and it, yeah. it's over. And there was a few times that I thought Messi might score on one of those. Um, that's why I know we, we criticize the fact that our, our fullbacks push up so high, but that is our offense a lot of the times because they've most teams are eliminating the midfielder because they're eliminating Busquets. And and Asif is mentioning to give credit to LA Galaxy. I'm not going to take away any credit from LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy played a hell of a game. Yeah, they yeah, played sure. a hell of a game. They, they, they dominated. Pressed, yeah, they pressured. They dominated the whole first half to me, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is what this is one of the reasons right here. This comment by Osvaldo is the is one of the reasons why they didn't dominate the second half. Mm-hmm. Because Ruiz showing hunger, he came on the field and he was dogging it. Data is kind of being stupid, but I, I look. Everybody in the chat is saying that he made the right substitutions, and everybody's no, okay let, with the but, substitutions. No, but let's be fair. I I like David Ruiz coming in as a sub, like unless he's going to start over Gressel, like. Whose spot is he going to take? I think Ruiz is the perfect sub in the 65th minute or 60th minute, between 60 and 70. Put him in somewhere there to man the midfield. Yeah. I think that's great. Like, I would love to see David Ruiz consistently get those minutes. I want to see Noah Allen eventually get those, some of those uh, late minutes in, as a center back. Like, I, I think we have um, a good set of young kids to, to fill in those, those last 20, 30 minutes when you got to kind of just finish off the game. So is this good timing to talk about the goal that that tied the game for us? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, when that goal happened, I mean, obviously, like, nobody expected it. Now, before that, I do want to talk about a play where Alba's bad pass almost led to another goal immediately after they scored on us. Well, can I tell you real quick? You when can tell I thought me whatever that you need I, to tell me, Baba. You know when I thought that we were going to score and tie the game? When? When it wasn't the 90th minute yet, and they got a red card. Oh, yeah. When I saw that they were down to 10 men, I was like, oh, okay. It's wrap time. They they might be conservative now, and they're like, all right, let's just hold on to the win. And now Inter Miami is going to have a chance to build up a play in the final third and get some messy magic. When I saw that they went down to 10 men, I was like, oh, shit, we we might draw. And then when I saw that they gave us seven minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, we might draw for sure. And, um, and that was that was pretty wild. It was awesome. It's fun. And Mr. Krabs, I, I, I like this comment. When are we going to hold Tata accountable for the bad coaching strategies? There's a lot of people, though, that are agreeing with some of the things that he did today, especially with the substitutions from what I could see. So, and, and mm-hmm. shout out to you, Lucas. You're absolutely right. Shout out mm-hmm. to you for noticing that I am getting better talking about stuff on the pitch. <laughs> so I'm telling yeah. you, I learn I learn vocabulary every day, Lucas. Go it's for it. Go, go into the archives. Check out episode one, two, three, whatever. If you want to see want to uh, see uh, a green Chris talking a little football. <laughs> and not only a green Chris, but a Chris that looked like he was in a hostage situation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Those are those are fun <laughs> memories. We've <laughs> got to bring those back one day. But I want to I want to talk a little bit about the bad stuff in the second half. But let's talk a little bit about the goal 
right. Um, the goal. Oh man, hold on. Before we talk about the goal, we need to mention this. This four-one win for our boy oh. Phil Neville. Why are we uh, well, I'll that? save it for the end. I'll save it for the end, Jeff Vasquez. I'm going to save it for the end because if not, oh, then Danny's bro. just going to disconnect me. Um, the <laughs> fact, the fact that the goal happened between Jordi Alba and Messi, and we almost saw it happen before that when Jordi yes. Alba crossed it in the and then middle. Messi just. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he was a freaking hair away from getting it. So right there, you could see that it was developing. The connection was getting there. It's like, okay, it's game time. Let's go. Well, McCarthy saved their ass quite a bit because we yes, had okay. opportunities in the second half. Diego Gomez let a ball. Like, I, I get that McCarthy made a nice stop, but yes, I, that I remember Suarez had just come off the pitch, and then Diego gets his opportunity, lands on his feet, and he he, he kicks it. I mean, he, I felt like he tapped it, but I felt like, man, that right there, that opportunity that lands right at their feet, Suarez nails that in the back of the net. Yeah. Like, I think that those are the, the, the opportunities that Suarez will capitalize on if they eventually happen when he's around. I don't know. But um, but that really sucked. that He had just come off, and then Diego, Diego Gomez got that opportunity, and he felt like he poked the ball. And McCarthy, yes. McCarthy did make a nice save regardless. But Well, and Tony Axe is saying that both keepers were great today. How do you guys feel about McCarthy? I mean, he's used to be a goalie for us, McCarthy, and he's mm-hmm. a goalie. Huh? Mm-hmm. He's a goalie. He played. He played well against us last year for, when he was playing for LAFC. Also, yeah, yeah. He was the one I that think, birthed that Selena Gomez meme. I think that he circles our team on his calendar like every year. Like he let has me to let me his let me break it to you, Chris. Everybody circles our team on the calendar because when Inter Miami's on the calendar, everybody wants to show out. I guess uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. All I know is that it was a phenomenal game, and I love the simple fact that in reality, you know, we got to be able to tie it. Beautiful pass by Jordi Alba, and with Messi just, I mean, there was like a slide, like a slide strike. I thought that that was phenomenal. Yeah, because remember, you I'm talking about the goal. The okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of like slid in with his left foot, bang, got it right in the back of the net, and that was beautiful. And I was happy because now... Pooge and this other clown can be able to cry on the freaking bench. Go cry, bro. When you watch this team, yeah. does it not feel like as long as we don't give up three goals, we always have a chance? Because I, I feel so. like it feels good. The first half we were playing like crap, but then we would have like this one or two random opportunities that would just show up. The second half started, and all of a sudden, yeah. in the first 10 minutes, I felt like we had a bunch of opportunities. Then Alexi picked it up again. But it feels like, man, when you got Messi and these players on the team, I just feel like we're always in it. Like, this is going to be one of those seasons where even when we're playing poorly, you're watching the game. It's the 90th minute. You get five minutes of extra time. You're down one goal. But a little part of you feels like, but you know what? I still don't. I still feel like we might get a point out of this. And... I think that that's going to be uh, it's going to be really nice because, you know, you don't get that very often. But I feel like this team is going to be that team. Well, look, if we believed that there was a chance when we had Indiana Vasilev scoring bangers, then I think that we could feel it. Could, it's safe to say that we could feel blessed to say that we still got a chance with Messi. Uh Real quick, Mike V said Campana gets zero credit for pulling defenders. That's how the space opens up. Honestly, I don't think Campano pulled any defenders on that goal. He was just playing his position. I don't know. I, 
I, I know what you're saying, right? Because I, I always give Suarez uh, credit for doing that. I, I didn't think Campana had – I mean, he didn't do too much. He, I don't even know if he touched the ball. I did see him uh, turn the ball over, passing it back into the midfield, and it led into a, a, a counter, which scared me. Um, I, I didn't think that, that Campana looked great. But again, like and I'm going to say it again. I don't think anybody on this team outside of Drake looked great. I mean, Jordi Alba, I guess, technically looked pretty good when he was playing on the final third, right? He was helping us create. Messi is Messi, so I really – I don't even include him in when anything because Messi just always looks great. So yeah. I don't even include him. Um, so I, outside of Drake, I don't really think anybody looked good. So, you know. Well, I mean, other than Drake – other than Drake, and I guess we could talk a little bit about it unless you want to keep talking about the second half because, I mean, the second half, there were a couple blunders. Uh, like I said, Alba had a bad pass that almost led to another goal right after the first goal. That was a super slip-up to me. And then on top of that, he couldn't be able to recover on time. Um, other than that, I mean, look, and Dennis is agreeing with you that you're spitting facts tonight. So you're on one right now. I don't know what facts he's talking about, but I appreciate it. I feel like I always spit facts, man. Come on, man. Soccer Daddy is mentioning Borgelin was better than Cabana. Listen, one thing that I gotta give Borgelin a lot of credit for is that when you got a when you got a monster in there, like a body of his size inside the square, and that is scary, especially so, with a bunch of good guys that can cross the ball. Are you kidding me? Were you surprised when he came into the game? No, I wasn't surprised because I thought that they were just going to start launching over crosses left and right for yeah, Campana and for him. That's what I thought was going to happen. Then I saw him winning balls in the midfield. I'm like, what the hell is he doing all the way? Out? I was really confused. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, he was playing like a right wing deal or something uh, like that. I, I don't know. That, that was that was weird. Um, but all in all, we got a draw. Again, we traveled across the country. On a short week, right? Because us and Real Salt Lake were the only teams that played on a short week this uh, this weekend. And, I mean, you got to be happy with the result, right? You got a point against a team that was obviously better than you for the 90 minutes. So, yeah. if you're able to steal one, you, you got to be happy with that. So, um, you know, one, in, one win, one draw so far in the season, four points. That puts us at the top of the East because obviously we play more games than everybody else. Yes. And um, we got a full, well, we got six days off before we host Orlando next week. But I want to mention something because there's a lot of people talking big about Borgelin. And Borgelin, look, Nick Hill, you're mentioning that Borgelin also has speed. I don't know where you see that speed. He doesn't have speed. He runs like a gazelle. So, I mean, maybe he covers a large distance, right? Now, Uriya Kumar is mentioning that Borgelin needs more time. I don't know. Anthony is saying that he's better than the current Suarez. Like, we see no. Suarez. No, no, let's not get too no. crazy here, Anthony. Look, I know Suarez hasn't looked good as good as we wanted him to. But you can't take away his performance in the Real Salt Lake game. When we finally got the ball in the final third against Real Salt Lake, I felt like he was playing well. Today? Yeah. No. But again... Oof. The ball was non-existent in our, in our final third until the second half. Yeah. Now I I do think that Suarez did look uh, like he was messing up a little bit this uh, today, but all in all, I I think that we have to give Suarez time, and I know that that's whack. I know he's it a DP, whack. and I know that we have Campana there in, on the bench, so you don't want to wait because you're like instead of waiting, let's put the younger guy that could probably produce. I get all that. Yeah. But this guy, I mean. 
he is Luis Suarez. You can't take that away. And you just have to just give it a little more time. Well, and Osvaldo saying that Messi passes far right to Suarez to tell him something. I don't know. I don't know if you meant like on a pass in terms of, or like he passed him. I know that they, in the first game, Suarez looked a lot better than he did in this last game. Uh, Florida man's asking me how the authentic uh, kits fit with soccer kits. I always go a size up because I mean, I, I get the authentic, so maybe that's why, but they run kind of like fitted, I guess. So I definitely, if, unless you, you're a, a really buff guy that just wants to show your muscles, I would definitely just go a size up. That's how I, I usually do it. And it, it's it's a little bit loose, but for the most part, it's still pretty tight. So definitely a size up. For those of you on audio, somebody was asking about the fit of the, because I'm wearing the La Noche kit, the cursed kit, because we are yet to win with it in the Messi era. Yeah, and Mitch is mentioning the same thing that he says that the La Noche fits tighter, tighter than the, the togetherness kit. So, I mean, mm. you could be on to something for sure. And this alpha, I want to see this too, when Tata benches He's not benching Busi. He's not. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I don't think that that's going to happen. I want to know. Uh, I have a question, though, Danny. If there was anyone in this game that disappointed you the most or all of you guys in the chat, right? And thank you guys so much for hanging tight with us tonight, guys. It's much appreciated. Who is the one person that disappointed you in this game, guys? Who, Danny, disappointed you in this game in terms of what your expectation was? And so far, we got a lot of people mentioning Boosie. Yeah, Busquets, especially defensively. Yes. I know Gress was an easy story. Uh, so let me just throw uh, Robert Taylor. Oh, you're going with Esteban Mejia, mentioning he's so far the only one that's mentioned Taylor. Everybody's Taylor going was, with the... was non-existent. But again, it's so hard to say because everybody played like crap. So everybody disappointed me. And uh, we just couldn't get the ball. We couldn't connect the back line to the to the front line we just couldn't busquets was that guy that was doing that for us and he can't do that anymore because everybody's marking him and making sure that they almost eliminate him in that process so we so we usually have to build up the wings now but in the first half we weren't building up the wings so it, it, it was just it was just a hot mess today it was and, and everybody disappointed me yeah, well, uh, and Johnny Dip, let's not go around disrespecting people, okay? <laughs> let's not go all that. Let's not go crazy, all right, guys? And uh, you know what, Soccer Daddy? I'm not disappointing anybody. I showed up, okay? I showed up. I commented on the Discord. By the way, guys, if you haven't checked us out, check us out on our Discord. Oh, uh, yeah. We, 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 I, were, we were going ahead. We were chopping it up during the game, talking about the game in the Discord chat. Yes. So if you, if you ever want to, like, chat with people, uh, during the game. I mean, during home games, I won't be because I just watch the game. I don't touch my phone too much. But road games, I'll definitely be uh, discording it up and, during the games. And Giannina is mentioning everyone except Calendar, which leads me over to my next question. Who are Who's the player? Who's the player that you guys thought did the best or surpassed what your expectations were? Well, and I think everybody's going to say Calendar. Before I, I, I tell you that, the Twillman comment, uh, the only thing that I saw Twillman do that annoyed me was when Caceres, the, the center back for uh, um, Galaxy, he went for like a header or something. He went for something. It was a, it was a cross in. And Drake jumped at the ball and like he, he hit his legs, I guess. 
Yeah. And then he looked like he started like flipping over, being all extra dramatic. And Tolman was like, oh, oh, it looks like Caceres is really injured. And I thought to myself, oh, yeah, like, what yeah, would yeah, you yeah. say? You know he's he's a soccer player, man. You know he's not. That's the one thing I hate about this sport. Like, you know they're not really injured. They're just going to – and he stood up and just kept playing. It's so annoying. Like, don't even fake the funk. You know that they're not injured. The, if they fall 10 times, one of those is an actual injury. But the majority of them, they're not injured. It's so annoying. That's the one thing I hate about this sport. Well, and I think that's just the drama, right? Like, you want to dra dramatize it. Like, oh, my God, I think he blew a knee out. Oh, my God, he's injured for life. Well, everybody just hates sorry, Taylor Tillman. I don't, I don't mind him. And everybody is mentioning, of course, uh, who surpassed expectations or who you thought played the best. Everybody's picking calendar. So that's that's pretty much expected. Oh, I would have yeah. gone with Yedlin. Really? Yeah, no. I would have gone with Yedlin. I thought that he played a lot better than what people are saying. He didn't play bad. Okay, so you're not saying that he played a great game. You're just saying that that, that played better than what people are giving credit for? Because I'd say Jordi Alba in that case because I felt like Jordi Alba was the offense. Jordi yeah. Alba contributed more to the offense today than Messi did. Yes. Yes, he, he did. did. Like, he did He did contribute he was, a lot more. He was – He was. And once that second half started, because Messi couldn't get the ball in the first half. Yeah. Nobody in the front could get the ball in the first half. And in the second half, Jordi Alba made sure to get everybody the ball. He got everybody involved. So I do think that Jordi Alba – I don't think he had a great game. But, yeah, I think that he did contribute the most offensively today. Ooh, but this is tough. Portfidio is mentioning Jordy needs to start as left wing. I wouldn't say that that's a bad idea if Franco Negri was available. Like, I would love to see Franco Negri and Jordi Alba playing together. For those of you who forgot, Franco Negri played left back for us before Jordi Alba came in. And mm -hmm. he was actually doing pretty good. So, said Messi that. couldn't get the ball the whole game. Yeah, so so much so that he was tracking back and, and helping them build up the play from the the their own third. He he yes. was he was going really far back there. Well, and the the one thing is is he contributed on defense to Jordi Alba. So, yeah. all right. So let's see uh, a couple things to get to before we we get out of here. Um, let let's go all the way back to the beginning. Were you surprised that before the game started? There was no pregame show. There was nothing. Like there was nothing going on. I didn't. Yeah, I I I saw some stuff on Twitter where it's like people were saying that there was no pregame show. There was nothing going on. Like that's insane to me. Wouldn't you expect something like that? I I have NBA League Pass, and when NBA League Pass is going on and there's no pregame, what they do is that they have a random camera that's facing the court. Yeah, and you just watch. Like what's happening on the court, like them warming up. If they sing the national anthem, you watch the national anthem while you're watching. So I figured that Apple should do something like that. Like why just give us this random uh, uh, page that says like it hasn't started yet. Like give us like some, let us see the stadium. You yeah, know how many yeah. people want to see the stadium? Like why do you think vlogs are so popular? Because people that aren't at the stadium just want to see what's going on in the stadium. So yes. let's just give us that. Like I, I don't. I was very surprised that they literally didn't start it until nine o'clock. So just give us something. I, I don't need anybody talking. Well, but, and uh, that's and that's something that a lot of people, like you said, that are not watching from locally or or from the United States, they love to see that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's tons of people. I mean, look at Vice City Lucas. He's putting out stuff for people to see from a from a from a supporter's perspective. You have. 
uh, other podcasts that are doing the same thing. Uh, you know, these are things that a lot of people appreciate. And if you're going to professionally do it like Apple TV, right, it sucks that you're not doing it for the people that are kind of just sitting there wanting to watch some of the, some of the experience. So see, I just asked when is Faria coming back? Farias is actually out for the entire season. That is why Redondo was able to take his spot. Correct. Yes. So we, we only Just have goodbye. We only have three U22 initiative spots. Farias is out for the year, so Redondo can slide into that spot. Um, so yes, yeah, so don't expect Farias back this year. Unfortunately, he will not be playing for us. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. What what else do we have to cover before we get off here? Uh, oh, I did want to touch up on, on one thing. Uh, you know what? I, I took a, a screenshot of it, but I forgot to upload it. So I'm just going to tell everybody since yeah. I don't have the picture. There was a tweet by a reporter. His name was, let me see real quick. His name was uh, Justin Ruderman. Yeah. And this is what he tweeted out. Following tonight's game in Los Angeles, MLS commissioner Don Garber will be traveling to Miami to meet with 12 MLS owners over two days to work on how they should be thinking about roster rules going forward. So it looks like they're looking into making some roster changes next year. Um, Oh, and Florida man brings something else up that I brought up in the discord earlier. And I'll, and I'll Mm -hmm. talk about that also. Um, Cause we were talking about that in the discord earlier today. Um, So it looks like Don Garber, was it or is going to meet with i'm assuming jorge mas and 11 other owners to kind of discuss roster rules for the upcoming year and that's kind of exciting because i think that they're starting to realize that this whole messy experiment is almost being stopped from being what it could possibly be because of these roster rules yes and they might realize like yes we uh, we do want to keep this competitive league but we got to change things just a little bit. And I think that there might be a fourth DP next year. The salary cap might finally go up. They Instead of doing this U22 initiative, yeah, like where you have to, your third DP has to be uh, under 22 so that you can sign or under 22, whatever it is. So you can sign another U22. Just get rid of that and just let us have three or four DPs and then three U22 guys. Don't make it uh, a complicated thing. So uh, can you pick... Uh, he said, can you pick the mensaje? I don't know what he means. In, okay. Uh... okay, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time keeping up with the chat. I, I apologize, Javier. Um, and we'll but, put the link up in a little bit, Soccer Daddy. Yeah. So that that's um, that that's interesting. And I really hope that there, there really is going to be change coming. Well, so we'll see. Do you think it's just a pissing contest that Don Garber's having versus Messi where he's just like cuz that's that that's sort of the vibe no. that I get from Don Garber no, where he's no, like Don well, Garber not. wants this to grow. Yeah. Don Garber doesn't want Messi to have to go play US Open Cup games. Yeah. He doesn't want him to go play in front of high school bleachers. Don Garber isn't behind this. It's the owners that don't want to spend more money because there's there's some small market teams that won't be able to compete with the Miamis, the LAFCs, the NYCFCs. They won't be able to compete with these teams. Yeah. And those are the teams that want to uh, keep this from happening. So we'll see how this goes. But it's interesting that that supposedly, and again, I, I saw that off of that tweet and I checked. He is a reporter. Uh, so hopefully he, he knows what he's talking about. But that is interesting. And I'm sure that you'll hear more about it tomorrow. 
uh, as those things uh, get around. Yeah, I think that that would be phenomenal making those rule changes. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're trying to grow the league. We're trying to we're trying to match up against the top leagues in the whole world. You know, yeah. To do that, you got to make big moves. All right, and then one last thing I want to touch on, and then if you want anything, Chris, you can let us know. The last thing I want to touch on is something that came up in the Discord earlier today that I thought was interesting because last year we had three U22 players and we had three DPs. The three DPs were Messi, Busquets, and we thought it was Campana, but as it turns out, it was really Gregory. So they had bought down Campana's contract and the three DPs were Messi, Busquets, and Gregory. Gregory is no longer with us. Yeah. If Campana's contract hasn't gone up and it's still bought down, it's not considered a DP contract. If if those things are as they were last year, technically, Inter Miami might still have an open DP spot. So you see people are complaining as to, oh, my God, how do they get Redondo? Oh, this is unfair. How do they get all these players? Could you imagine if all of this is happening and then we also add another th- a DP player? Uh, and, and Tony X, I-, I thought the same thing. But Franco uh, – oh, my God, I'm blanking on his last name. You call him Franco Panko so Franco, much. That Franco I- Panizo. Yes, thank you. Franco Panizo said it and said it a few times. That yeah. Gregory is the DP, which made no sense to me because that that kind of doesn't go with the U22 initiative uh, rule. But he said it a few times, and I trust Franco Panizo when he says something as a fact. So yeah. if that changed this year, I don't know. But last year, it was Campana that apparently got bought down. And if he's the one that got bought down, then technically we have a third DP spot open. My that, That's my understanding. And could you imagine the squad we have right now when it's like, all right, let's go sign another DP? The, the other MLS fan bases will blow a gasket. Well, and I want to mention this also, I, and I'm trying to see if I can be able to find the picture first before kind of talking it over. Oliver M is mentioning what's up with the third kit. I've been trying to see if I can be able to find uh, the sneakers that were released in the one that's supporting for the third kit which is sort of like the the whole Dolphins logo deal. Yeah. Uh, I just the, found the, them. Those uh, th- those came out uh, on Saturday. They dropped them, I believe. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and as, as I try to get that that link for the chat, for those of you asking. So um, yeah. this is yeah, horrible podcasting, link. Chris. So It is. We, t- we totally just put this all like in, in, in all right. complete shambles. So go ahead. So just so you know, I, I just put the, the, the link to the Discord in the chat. So go ahead. And um, that was it. I, I have nothing else to cover. We've been on here for over an hour. So, the, and we'll touch on it more. Oh, actually, let me bring this up. Uh, because we're recording today, it's basically Monday right now because it's past midnight. Because we're recording right now, we will not be going on tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. We will be back Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And then Thursday to uh, preview the Orlando game. So Wednesday and Thursday in English. But if you do want some more Inter Miami content, we will be back tomorrow night in Spanish and Espanol at 10 o'clock at night. So Monday, 10 o'clock at night in Espanol. And then we got Wednesday and Thursday since t- technically we're recording on Monday right now, Chris. Uh, anything that on your end, Chris? Well, I finally got the sneaker up, and so there it is for those of you. Those are nice. Uh, yeah, for those of you that are wondering about the third kit talks, that was I, like uh, that. I was able to pick that up from 
from Joe Kerr, of course. Joe Kerr, shout out to you out in uh, in Beverly Bel Hills, yeah, in Bel Air, and uh, those are beautiful. Those are way better yeah, than I the like messy those. ones. Hundred percent. So I like those. that sort of shows me that they're gonna go sort of dolphin style, Miami Dolphin mm -hmm. style jersey. I'll buy yeah. those. I'll buy these over the pink ones, even though yeah, I still yeah. don't like that. That I don't like that that fabric in the front man no way that's gonna get dirty quickly and then yeah. somebody asked about the the bacon picture boom we found it i saved it i don't know if we're gonna do this i still have to talk we'll, to danny we'll, about yeah, this we'll, we'll, we'll get into it on wednesday we'll get into it yeah. on wednesday and there's also something and we're not gonna do it right now but if you're listening and you were part of the last show that we had uh episode 145 me and chris have talked yes. about this quite a bit uh yes. with our la galaxy guest we need to talk about something uh, during that that happened during that episode also. But we're going to address all those things on Wednesday uh, because yes. today we just wanted to stick it to straight uh, the, the post game. So we are one and one to me. It's a pretty good start. Won the home game road game against a, a, a better side. We snuck away with the game uh, with the point. Uh, yes. I'm happy, Chris. I'm happy. Uh, how are you feeling uh, after this game? I'm happy. Look, a win is a win last game before, and a tie is a win for us in an away game. So I think we're doing pretty good so far. Um, yes, take my money, Handro. And I can, you guys aren't in trouble, but we got, we, we, got some, we got some talking to do. We got some talking to do. <laughs> a, little, a little tease for Wednesday, guys. All right. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? That's it, buddy. I'm ready for Espanol mañana, in case you yep. guys are wondering. Yeah, yep, that's go, it. Maybe. So, so Monday, ten o'clock. Tomorrow, ten o'clock. Espanol. Uh, Wednesday at nine o'clock, and then Thursday we'll be previewing the Orlando game with the guests. So uh, make sure you don't miss that. So if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you sticking all the way to the end. Please leave us five star comment, review all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe if you haven't already. And for those of you in the chat, as always, you guys are by far and away the best part of this show. We appreciate you kicking with us for an over an hour. And uh, yes. It, and uh, Don Cavazin said on Saturday's game against Orlando is a must win. Uh, we're definitely going to get into that on Wednesday. So I, I look forward to that. So until the next one, have a good one.